welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan. We're looking at James 3, 1 through 12 today. Pretty famous passage of taming the tongue. Very helpful. Stay tuned. James 3, 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble, then they are perfect. Able also to bridle their whole body. If we put bits into mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile, of sea and creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison, and it we bless our Father, our Lord, and with it we curse people. Who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things ought not be so. Does a spring pour forth the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, bear olives? Or a grapevine produce figs, neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. The word of the Lord. James is interesting here. We've been talking at the parish about walking through James as an examine. It's these testings as we go along. He doesn't pull many punches with his challenge and encouragement but there are patterns of activity testing throughout this short book James 3 is a timeless piece of text 
Each week, we walk through a portion of scripture that typically works from the previous and the following parts. Last week, Austin Cagle walked us through prejudice and judgments. And James continues building on that. If we take the examine framework and apply the text from last week as well, we will see where the real opportunities are. For those who may have missed the first week, the Ignatian examine of consciousness is kind of the basic framework here. It's a simple prayer rhythm directed toward developing spiritual awareness. I'll walk us through this for a moment as we continue. It's a a posture of meditation here. We begin with stillness. Almost a reverent relaxation. Firstly, we're aware of God. Be aware that God is with you. And secondly, you move to being mindful and thankful to God for blessings. Continue the movement of examine as you have lived your day. Or if you're in the morning, how would you hope to live your day? And as you continue, walk into a moment of confessing sin and asking God for forgiveness. And this is much like our collective confession each week. And as you spend time in this posture, you reflect and offer a prayer of hopeful devotion. And as you resolve your posture of stillness and reverent relaxation, you can approach texts like this in James, or any other text for that matter, with a bit more of an openness. Quite frankly, some of these texts can be off-putting and we can approach them in a combative way. But once we go through the examine ourselves and, and quieten our minds and souls, we will lessen our combativeness. So continuing with James, he begins to warn of the strict judgment that teachers will face. And he talks through the means in which you'll be affected. The bridling of the tongue, which gains control of the whole body. The imagery of controlling a horse with a bit in their mouth, a ship with a rudder. These are actually helpful because... 
they are small in comparison to what they control and navigate. Violent forest fires being set by the smallest of flames. This imagery resonates with me far too closely. On a weekly basis, I see small flames, small lies, as we would say, small moments of deceit, secrets that eventually engulf entire lives, entire families, and communities. Smallest of flames, as as if to say most flippant, careless words can harm a large group of people or harm one person or one circle deeply. Every single one of us know precisely what this feels like. And unfortunately, we know what it is like to deal such venom. Verse 6 mentions the tongue staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. It's worth mentioning here that the Greek for this translation of hell is Gina. This is a destination of the wicked. This is different from the more neutral general idea of Hades, like the abode of the dead, right? Though most English translations usually translate both with an Anglo-Saxon word here for hell. It's an actual place in the Middle East. James continues to give us a broader scope of our potential effects of the tongue. Taming the tongue is difficult and how it can be a restless evil full of poison. All who are made in the likeness of God can be cursed by our careless words. We bless and curse with the same instrument. I would suggest that the weight of our tongue hinges on control. By controlling narratives about ourselves and others, it gives us a false sense of control. I'll repeat the James sentiment here. It ought not be so. Have we considered that our words could have a holy purpose? A purpose that is set apart from the harm and the hurt that is everywhere else? We could speak to free and heal. What if we slowed our reactive words and began to intentionally speak kindness and encouragement? Authentically. Here's a challenge. 
challenge, rebuke where we have relational equity. When we have relationships with one another, we spend time having drinks or food or breakfast or coffee. When prompted by the Spirit, we can have pointed and meaningful discussions. But speaking support and life is a general starting point that will always be helpful. May we have a posture of hope. And may our tongues yield holy purpose. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grateful for your generosity, your presence, and your encouragement as we go along with the Luminous Podcast. You're welcome any week around Luminous Parish. You can find us at LuminousParish.com. Hope to see you soon. Thanks again to The Brilliance for one of my favorite pieces. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. Peace be with you. And may you share this peace with everyone you meet. Your-